Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. Hello and welcome to the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspi. My name is Jonathan Messenger and with me as always is my good buddy, Bebop. Bebop, how you doing, pal? Yes, Jonathan, I just have one question for you. Oh, what is it? Do you know what today is? Um, let me see. It's uh, March 26th. That's right. And you know what the day after today is? You mean tomorrow? Yes, Jonathan, don't get me on a technicality tomorrow. Uh, I guess it would be March 27th. And the day after that? The 28th? And the day after that? The 29th. And then the day after that? Yeah, it's the 30th, Bebop. And then the day after that? Oh my gosh. The 31st, Bebop? And then the day after that? Uh, I guess that would be April 1st. April Fool's Day! (laughs) Oh no. Oh yes, Jonathan. Oh, no. Oh, yes, Jonathan. You're not planning anything for April Fool's Day, are you? Oh, no, Jonathan. I've already planned it. Uh Uh-oh. That sounded ominous. (laughs) Right. Well, maybe we should just get into this episode and not worry about what's going to happen in a few days from now. If you remember what happened in our last episode, Fale was swallowed by a moon worm. So let's see what happens next in this episode of The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian. Smell you later. And about 30 minutes from now, that moonworm will have swallowed Vale and Cymbeline down, 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 all the way into its tail. And once they're there... We'll never see them again. If you can save Vale within 30 minutes, you win. All right, said Finn. Everyone circle up around Foggy and grab hold. Foggy, could you please dive down into the moonworm's hole and let's go get Vale? We can't do that, Finn, said Elias. You heard Hamlet in the last game. If we'd sent Foggy to get Abigail, we would have lost. If we send Foggy down there, we'll lose too. Well, you sure called Foggy back quickly when I was floating away, said Abigail. Finn shook his head. Abigail, if we hadn't figured out another way to save you, you probably would have saved yourself, won the games, made Hamlet cry, and wrote a hit song on your way down to the ground, smiled Finn. I never had to worry about you. Okay, said Abigail. I forgive you. Vale, on the other hand, said Finn. Vale, I worry about. The games don't matter anymore. 
We need to get him out of that giant worm safely, and then we'll deal with the Shakespeare kids. Finn, Elias, and Abigail grabbed hold of Foggy, and the robot leapt into the giant hole left behind by the moonworm. They dove deep into the tunnel, carved out by the worm, a light on Foggy's chest allowing them to see. Eventually, they came to a split in the tunnel, two giant worm-sized holes that Vale could have been taken down. Which way do we go? said Foggy. I don't know, said Finn. Can you hear anything? The explorers all quieted, but there were no sounds coming from either tunnel. Nothing, said Foggy. Wait, said Elias. Shh. Do you guys smell that? Why did you tell us to shush so we could smell something, said Abigail. Oh, 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 I see. It smells so bad, I can almost hear it. There was a wretched odor coming from the tunnel on the left. It was like someone had left eggs out on the beach all day, and then a crab crawled up on them and died. I hate to say it, said Abigail, but that has to be it. That big, disgusting worm must live down in that filth. Ugh, you know it's bad if even our spacesuits can't filter out the smell, said Finn. Okay, I guess we gotta do it, but Vale owes us, big time. Finn led them down the tunnel on the left, foggy right behind them, lighting the way. As they walked, they still didn't hear anything, and the smell was beginning to make Finn feel sick to his stomach. Guys, said Finn, I think I know what it is. The smell. Foggy, can you shine your light down on the ground? Foggy bent over, and at Finn's feet were these round, blooming, green mushrooms. The troop had been stomping through them the entire way through the tunnel. I think it's these, said Finn. Look. He stamped his foot down and poof, a cloud of green spores released into the air. Oh my gosh, said Elias. It's like someone punched me in the face with a fist of rotten cheese. But look, said Finn. Foggy. Can you shine the light out? Foggy lit up the mushrooms ahead. See, said Finn, if the worm was down this tunnel, wouldn't some of these guys be squished? Wouldn't there be tracks? There's nothing. All these mushrooms look fine. That's all the evidence I need, said Abigail. Turn around. Let's go. On the other hand, said Finn. Nope, no other hand, said Abigail. There's just the one hand. Foggy swooped the kids up into his arms and flew them out of the tunnel, turning sharply to go down the other in search of the worm. You know what's weird, said Finn? Yeah, said Elias, that we're on a moon chasing a worm through an underground world full of sticky mushrooms because we're playing in an Olympic competition against other humans millions of light years away from Earth. That's weird. Exactly said Finn. Other humans. Have you seen or heard anything from the Shakespeare kids? Cymbeline was swallowed too. Why aren't they down here trying to save her? Good question, said Abigail. Maybe you could ask that. Foggy pulled up short. There, ahead of them, filling up the tunnel 
and heaving with a disgusting, slimy breath was the moonworm. It was a pale white with wide purple stripes running across its body. Its large mouth was closed, and it was lying still, breathing hard through two disgusting nostrils. As far as they could see, it had no eyes. Maybe if we ask nicely, it'll cough Vale up, said Elias. You know, said Finn, we came all the way down here, but I never really had an idea what to do once we found it. How do we get Vale out? Wait, didn't Hamlet say something about how we had 30 minutes, said Abigail, and at that point Vale would be down at the bottom of the worm? So that means Vale is what? Somewhere in the middle? Still alive. Maybe we should try talking to him, said Elias. He pressed the communicator button on his sleeve. Uh, Vale, can you hear me? Nothing, said Finn. Yes, yes, holy smokes, yes, I can hear you. It was Vale, calling from inside the worm. Sorry, I'm all squeezed on the inside of this worm and can barely move my arm to push a button. Ah, oh, it's so gross. You guys, you wouldn't believe how awful it is in here. Anyway, how are you guys doing? Uh, yeah, we're fine. Thanks for asking, said Finn. We're trying to figure out how to get you out of there. Yeah, if you could do that sooner rather than later, I'd appreciate it, said Vale. Cymbeline is in here too. She's a little lower down than I am, and she's acting all weird and spaced out. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah, how are you guys? This isn't good, said Abigail. I think Vale's losing his mind a little in there. He's never asked how I am, and he's doing it now, while he's inside a worm? Maybe, said Foggy. Maybe we could try something like the Heimlich Maneuver. You humans use it to save someone who is choking. I was programmed with it. All I have to do is wrap my arms around the worm and squeeze, and maybe we can pop Vale out. Except the worm is too big to put your arms around, said Finn. Oh, well, the good news is that's not the only way to do the Heimlich, said Foggy. He walked over to the worm, coiled up on the ground. Would you say Vale is right about here? Foggy pointed to a section of the worm's stomach. Best guess, said Elias. Great, let's try that, said Foggy. He leapt up and flew directly at the worm, his head slamming into the side of the beast. Ow, said Vale. A little to your right, please. Foggy backed up and got ready to fly at the worm again. But as soon as he took a step back... Wham! The worm's tail flew up and flung Foggy over the explorers back out of the tunnel. Uh-oh, said Finn. The worm raised up its head and opened its mouth. Hey, guys, I think it's working. I see a little light up there, said Vale. And oh man, oh, the smell. Is that the worm or is that you guys? All right. Well, it looks like the moonworm is ready to eat the rest of the explorers. How are they going to get Vale out of the worm? What are the Shakespeare kids up to? Not coming down to save Cymbeline. 
And who taught Foggy the Heimlich Maneuver? All, or at least some of these questions, will be answered in the next episode of Fincastman. Thank you all so much for giving a listen. We'll be back next week. We're now on a regular weekly schedule, so I'm excited to keep putting out these episodes. Um, and it sounds like we might be having a bonus episode next week, but hopefully I won't have anything to do with that. So I'll see you next week for the Alien Adventures of Fincastman, and definitely not for a Prank Club episode. Thanks, everybody. Bye, bye, bye. Fincast means a Gen Z kids production written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. Emerson Messenger is our intern. The music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, recently voted the nicest human in the multiverse. For more great shows like this one, made by me and my partners, go to gzmshows.com. That's Gen Z Media, gzmshows.com. All of our shows are there. You can find a million great podcasts for you and your family thank you so much for sending in your art your ideas your sounds everything love it so much and we will be featuring all that stuff very very soon thank you so much and we will see you next week oh yes my time has come Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called the Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history.